to get to our last movie i mean we talked so much about halloween kills we talked so much about the last duel which is great i'm glad we got to talk about those movies but let's talk about something yeah. a smaller movie a little bit of a a movie that's a little bit more under the radar and then you know what that's fitting considering the subject matter at hand we're gonna talk about the velvet underground the first documentary directed by todd haynes todd haynes has made plenty of other movies yeah, before i would I would like to get into his filmography, but I think we spent too much time talking about the filmographies of the last two directors. So, <laughs> look we, him up. He's made great films. We yeah. can say broadly, I think his last big movie that was widely accepted was Carol. You know, Dark Waters was a big deal for some people, I guess, but uh, it wasn't, uh, you know, it, it wasn't as celebrated. Wonderstruck, same deal. Carol from 2015. I really great. like Carol. I've yeah, seen it two or three times now. And it gets better and better. Fantastic movie, I think. Uh, shame yeah. that it's Weinstein, but, you know. Yeah, uh, that was one of his last ones, I think, in this in yeah. that respect, right? Yeah, yeah, 2015. But Velvet Underground is his first documentary, and this one premiered at the Cannes Film Festival. And I remember it premiered, and we were just like, man, like the critical acclaim for this movie is hot and heavy. It's now streaming on Apple TV Plus. I don't know if it's playing in any theaters. Um, I know it is. Okay, playing at the theater where I work. That's oh, great. Where I saw okay. The film. So it's at some theaters. I wasn't sure about that. So that's great. Uh, I Doing, really uh, hope surprisingly people, well. I hope people watch this in theaters because yes, I recommend. Yeah, <laughs> I'll get into that. So, so Velvet Underground. This is a documentary that's like so you know like the stereotypical VHS behind the music any kind of documentary with like some talking heads you sort of like go through like this is the band's origins and like yada yada boring you've seen that this movie's not like yeah uh yeah like talking heads being like it's not just a band it's a revolution yeah exactly get, like footage of like newscasters <laughs> being like this exciting new band called yeah, velvet yeah. underground <laughs> and then you see some like jay guy just being like i just want to make music that expresses the feelings of what it's like in the world right now and yeah <laughs> Velvet yeah. Underground is very like true to the spirit of the band itself. It's very counterculture in that respect. It's unlike a lot of other documentaries. It very much feels like Todd Haynes watched other documentaries that are more cutting edge. He probably watched he's probably watched other Sundance documentaries, ones that kind of fly under the radar a bit. And he is looking at this band, the Velvet Underground, which is a short-lived band. They weren't around for a long time. Um, the people behind the Velvet Underground were honestly like artists who became more well-known after the fact. I mean, obviously, much, there yeah. are songs and there are like musical cues from Velvet Underground that are hugely influential. I mean, heroin being the big one, I think. And like this, as you listen to this, like watching this movie is like an interactive album. I mean, you go through a lot of their music and you're like, you hear it. Like you hear like, wow, like people really like were influenced by Velvet Underground, but the names that you know, you probably know better are Andy Warhol and who actually doesn't show up in this movie until kind of late in the game, Lou Reed, the big one. And for me, like, I didn't know Velvet Underground before I knew Lou Reed. I mean, that's just kind of how it went for me, at least. John Cale, Sterling Morrison, and Maureen Tucker. Like, these people, like, absolutely were very much 
clued into a specific downtown New York City music scene, which was like, gosh, like a conglomerate of art. Like I personally am so obsessed with this era, um, this sort of like New York City in the late 60s. And Will, you know this because I watch Mad Men. <laughs> Mad Men right. kind of gets into this zone. And uh, it's it's a fascinating place to start a documentary like this, I think. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate that, like, if you break down the structure of the movie, it doesn't really do, like, in terms of, like, how it approaches the story, it doesn't necessarily break that far off the mold in terms of, like, we see the upbringing of the band, like, the, the individual stories, we see how they get together, we see their most iconic albums, we see their most famous collaborations, then we see the fallout, then we see the breakups, then we see the decline of the band but like the execution by todd haynes is kind of like you're about to watch a normal documentary but then someone gives you an edible and you just kind of like your eyes go wide and you just kind of like get you know real in the music i guess in in a kind of metaphysical sort of way and it becomes uh yeah kind of more about the experience itself kind of like reliving how it would feel to be in the moment as opposed to just like going through the motions of the the uh typical documentary uh narrative structure i guess yeah because like the goal of a lot of documentaries is sometimes to learn something or to get larger context and you obviously get that in this but yeah it's it's more of like what you're saying it's more of like he's just trying to hammer in a spirit into you and i struggled with this movie a bit honestly like i'm watching this documentary and it's all over the place it's a lot of information and it doesn't have because there is a trade-off i think the more artistic you are the harder it honestly is to track this stuff it's a lot and it, it demands so much from you it demands your full and undivided attention which is a good thing but it, it also means that it's easy to miss things and if you don't know certain references this movie does not hold your hand at all and so you just sort of have to be like, oh, okay, I have no idea what just happened, but we're moving on to the next thing. It honestly reminded me yeah. on it, like, it's an extended MoMA exhibit. Like, have you ever been to the Museum of Modern Art in either, like, New York not, or... But I saw you compare it as such, and yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I don't think I necessarily agree, but I get what you're saying. I, that Well, that is, like, the atmosphere and the spirit of how I feel when I'm at MoMA, and I'm, like, going through, like, an exhibit, and I'm just absorbing, like, all of this stuff. And it's exciting and it's thrilling, but, like, for this, to do that for two hours... Because this is a two-hour movie. It's exhausting. I had to break this up because I couldn't do it in one sitting. I was tired, well, like, honestly. I mean, the obvious approach that I think Todd Haynes is going for is that he's trying to make it Warhol-esque. Like if somehow we're, if Andy Warhol is still alive and making a movie about Velvet Underground, like this is the approach you take. It, it definitely evokes uh, Chelsea's Girls in, in particular. I mean – uh, they even name drop Chelsea girls at, at uh, one point in the film. And I think that's the, the deliberate intention in terms of how it's executed, doing the split screens, doing the, you know, like kind of like the film bleeding into one another and the music kind of overpowering everything else and all that. I think these are all very deliberate choices that Todd Haynes makes. Like I said, I think for me, I, I don't think the big takeaway is that you're supposed to learn everything you need to know about Velvet Underground. For me, I feel like if you were to go up to Todd Haynes and be like, hey, I still don't really understand the full concept of like what was going on in the group, he'd just be like, well, then like just read Wikipedia. Like, why are you asking me? Like, he he's out to make a movie about the experience of what it was like to kind of like be Lou Reed and all these guys in yes. the moment. 
and making a movie. And for me, I think that's more admirable than just making a Talking Heads documentary. Because, I mean, how many times have we been on the show talking about, like, it's so boring that filmmakers just have people in a room talking behind, like, a blue screen just being like, you know, this is important because I'm telling you so. Here are 15 other people telling you that's also important. And then, like, one funny anecdote about it. True, but like, that's also in this movie. Like, let's be That's real. what I'm saying. Like, it's he's not going too far against the he's not going completely against the green like he's doing that that's what that's what i was trying to say with my edible thing is that like it feels like you're kind of watching a normal documentary but you just happen to be under the influence of drugs uh you're while just you're hearing watching voices yeah. come from nowhere right. and you're just sort right, of like exactly. wait what yeah, who yeah. said that why right. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah that's what i mean yeah it's exciting to watch i mean it's it's, it's the sort of thing when i'm watching this documentary and all this stuff is happening and I, I appreciate the craft of it more so than I do the sort of like, because to me, I felt that experience in the first 45 minutes. But then once we get to like Sterling Morrison, Morrison, that's when it starts to lose me. I think with this movie, I what I appreciate about it is like, it's hard to do a Velvet Underground documentary. There's not a lot of footage of these guys. Like there's hardly any of them on stage. We barely see anything of them like together. So you have to be really creative in how you actually like bring this about. And I think this movie is missing a few moments or like a thesis statement for getting across how important Velvet Underground is. It sort of takes for granted how much music history you already know. And I'll admit, I'm not a music history expert. So like, if I'm floundering, that's not the biggest. Like, if you are a music expert, if you're somebody who really knows your stuff, you're probably not going to have these same issues that I am having. But I do think most people are not music historians i have recommended this to a few people i know who i do think will get a lot out of this and as i mentioned earlier like watching it in a theater is probably best because when you're at home it's so easy to be like i just got to take a break but if you're in the theater i imagine it would probably be like sparks the sparks brothers where you, you just let it happen like just sit there and get absorbed into it and everything yeah. else will work itself well, out i do think sparks brothers the was more comprehensive because it felt like it had to go through that stuff. But I think that that movie is justified a little bit more because just like, we need to tell you all this information. Cause like he feels like most people don't know that about the band already. Whereas yeah, yeah. Velvet Underground, like you said at the time was fairly niche. And, and I guess in some respect it is somewhat niche, but I do think the people who are going to go see this movie know about uh, Velvet Underground. They know about like the, the, the big strokes and all that. And I think that's fine. Like I think, Todd Haynes knows his intended audience for this film and he's playing to that strength. But I, I agree with you that like for someone like me who only has kind of just like a general idea of what uh, Velvet Underground was, just like knowing some of their more popular songs, but not knowing a lot about their their personal lives or how like their um, their influences as musicians were, you know, uh for the better or for worse in terms of like what they're trying to create with this band, I, I feel like there was something I was kind of disconnected from, but at the same time, as far as just like viewing experience, I was definitely taken by it just by, you know, kind of being immersed in this weird visual extravagance of it all. I like the kissing part. Well, yeah, that's uh, that's Andy Warhol. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm all for Andy Warhol. I mean, you know, as Pittsburgh native at heart, weirdly enough, um, when I went to go like where my car was parked, is uh, not too far, like where I dropped my car off to go see the movie, and then when I came back, it's not too far off from where Andy Warhol's grave is uh, in Erie, sort of way. Like Jesus. I, okay. I actually passed it uh, <laughs> going to work. That's uh, so cryptic. Yeah, you, I've like, never seen a kiss. Grave. Should, like, what did you do? <laughs> like, I don't know. I've actually never been to the grave itself. I probably should. Huh. I mean, I'm yeah, so yeah. close to it. He's in, like, he's buried in my hometown. I mean, it's not. Wow. Uh, okay. 
Um, that's not an exaggeration. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a, he's a very big part of the city's culture and its art influence. And I maybe that's why I'm a little bit more endeared to this movie than you are. But I can understand your complaints for sure. Yeah, I think it, there's it's a lot of, like this movie is mostly archival footage. And I just don't think it's perfectly executed in the sense that like all of the archival footage and all the voiceover and the the basics, like the building blocks of what we see of this band coming together. I just didn't find it always cohesive. I think there, you know, I appreciate how artistic it is and sort of getting it across that like, because a band like this sort of demands you be a bit more avant-garde, that you have more of an auteur spirit. but. Yeah, I think despite the attempt, it, it it has some shortcomings that trip me up along the way. So the Velvet Underground, it's not a man. This is this is a, a tough recommend for me. This is not something that I easily recommend to all people. But my gosh, if you if you're a fan of the '60s, if you're a fan of counterculture and like digging into history in general, and if you just kind of want to see something that's going to challenge you and provoke you, like Velvet Underground is a must watch for sure. But Otherwise, I don't know. I, I, I don't know which like what viewers are going to watch this and really get so much out of it uh, compared to people who are going to watch it and be a little bit like, I can't deal with this right now. Yeah, I mean, it did kind of remind me a bit of the uh, the Zappa documentary from last year in that, like, I think it is a movie where, like, if, if someone wants to learn about the artist, I don't think, like, I wouldn't show them that Zappa documentary first. Like I'd probably show him a different one and then show him that one. And then I'd, I think the same would be true for this movie. Like I'd probably show them a different piece of footage or like different, uh, you know, reference points before I would show them this movie just so they have a better understanding of what they're, they're getting into. But I think for a movie that's deliberately meant to be for, you know, fans of the band, people who know most of this information already, but just want the experience of kind of reliving that moment in history and time and that art space. I think in that respect, it is effective. And I do think that Todd Haynes, like we said, I don't think he's really reinventing the wheel here, but I think it feels more peace with his filmography than I was expecting, given that, uh, you know, it's a music documentary and I wasn't quite sure what he was going to be doing here. But yeah, I mean, I don't think it's great. It's probably on the lower end of his films as far as the ones I've seen, but you know, that, that doesn't make it bad or anything. It just, I think, I think he did what he needed to do with this, and uh, by and large, I think it works. Yeah, I mean, I maintain. I think it's it's like an interactive album, and the music itself is awesome. Like better, in my opinion, than the Zappa music. <laughs> uh, better than the Sparks music overall. And so, if you get into this, just to sort of experience it and to listen to the music, just get into the music. I think if if that's what you want to settle into, you should. So, on that sense, I I think we could find a lot of common ground. So. That's Velvet Underground. What do you think the Rotten Tomatoes score is for this one? Um, I think it's going to be pretty high. I'm going to say 94%. You just keep getting better and better. 96. Mm-hmm. You, were, you were within four points. Then you were within three. <laughs> now you're within two. There you go. Impressive stuff. Audience score. Uh, probably like 92%. 91%. Wow. You, you are doing a gradation. <laughs> Now it's within one point. It's like you're doing it on purpose. Uh, yeah, yeah. So 96% critics, 91% audience score. Very, very good stuff. Uh, and we should say the 96% critic score is out of 84 reviews. So yeah, we, 
vast majority of critics are like, this is the stuff. You got to check this out. Well, I mean, for Red to me, is that this means most of them are like, yeah, at the very least, they're just like, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, if not higher, obviously. I mean, I'm looking at this now. I'm seeing four out of five, 3.5 right. out of four. You know, they're pretty high scores. Yeah, they're not, you know, like middling positive from what I'm seeing. Uh, I even right. see like a 10 out of 10. Yeah, it's pretty high. But uh, I can see why. I mean, it's hard to look at something this artistic and be like, this is not worthwhile, you know, for all of its challenging sure. subject matter in, that, in, in any sense you might assume. So that's Velvet Underground. Uh, as we mentioned before, it's now available to stream on Apple TV+. Plus. You can also find it in some theaters as of this past weekend. Thank you so much for listening to our show. Be sure to subscribe to Cinemaholics on your favorite podcast app of choice or find us on YouTube. See you all next time.